Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Thank you for dropping by Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space. Today, I have with me Mindy Godding. She's a certified professional organizer with over 16 years experience, and she is a leader in the organizing and productivity profession. Now, in addition to her role as an entrepreneur, speaker, and master trainer, Mindy serves on the board of directors for both the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals and the Board for Certified Professional Organizers. Mindy is the co-founder of Abundance Organizing, an A-plus accredited organizing and senior move management company with three locations across Central and Eastern Virginia. Mindy, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Denise. I'm pleased to be here. You know, you and I spoke... um, briefly last week. And, uh, you know, the outreach was because I'm planning a move and I really wanted to connect with other business owners in the Richmond area. So you were very gracious enough to to chat with me. And through that connection, we had started talking about some things that I identified as, you know, this would be a great interest story for other business owners. Yes, I know. (laughs) It's amazing how we all have sort of a similar story when it gets right down to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, as we kind of rolled into this pandemic, part of what you were telling me is how it, you know, affected your business originally. What were your initial reactions and, you know, how can you explain a little bit that impact? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So initial reactions, let's see, panic, (laughs) despair, (laughs) fear, fear probably beyond everything else. Um, When we first had our stay-at-home orders here in Richmond, where we're headquartered, that was March 16th. And uh, I describe it as going over a cliff. And I think when you and I spoke, you had the same feeling about your business. It's just overnight, everything dried up. And all the projects that we had on the schedule for, you know, like two weeks out um, and all of our prospective client consultations completely evaporated literally overnight. Yeah, I think I described mine as the stroke of death week. It, <laughs> That's right, exactly. It, it was quite frightening. <laughs> a- exactly. Absolutely. And I think when something that sudden and that dramatic happens, it's hard to see past it. You know, you're I just was convinced like the phone's never going to ring again. Like all my employees are going to quit. My business is going to fail. You just get into that stress spiral. And so when this started happening, you, you switched your focus a little bit as I understood. Mm -hmm. Um, Share, share with us a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, I felt it was, of utmost important to take care of our team and make sure that our, you know, we have uh, eight hourly employees and they are um, for the most part as needed depending on our influx of client work. So um, 
we increase the frequency of our team readings right away. So we're typically meeting every other week as a team. And we just started saying, hey, every Monday, we're going to jump on a video conference together and just talk, just support each other, find out what everybody's doing. How's everybody feeling this week? Um, we also did a lot of research. I did a lot of research uh, about the CARES Act and trying to disseminate as much information as I could to them so that they understood how they would be impacted and what programs were available to them. Luckily here in the Commonwealth, we had, um, they allowed people to take unemployment for lack of work due to COVID-19. So it didn't require a layoff. So we did have several uh, team members who ended up going on employment. So that was really number one. Um, And then number two, my full-time job became pursuing every single grant, loan, disaster program, anything that we could find, uh, researching and applying for those opportunities just to infuse emergency capital into my business became my full-time job. And I know you told me that you did receive a PPP loan. Is that correct? We did. Yes. Uh, We got the PP on April 30th and that carried us through um, almost exactly as it was intended for about eight weeks. Perfect. Perfect. Now, what other types of impacts are you seeing with your team? So interestingly, I really noticed that our team ended up being galvanized uh, by this. You know, there were many moments I can think back to um, the, the, my team's optimism or one person's optimism and determination <laughs> helped carry me <laughs> forward. Um, so, you know, just to see everyone dialing in and demonstrating loyalty to the business and commitment to our mission and faith in my business partner and I, that we were going to be able to carry (laughs) the whole thing through um, in the most uncertain of times. That was, uh, it really helped keep us buoyant during a really hard time. I know you had something similar with your team, just like you never know how people are going to react and sometimes they can surprise you in the most positive ways. You know, one thing that I think that you did um, that helped that galvanization is your transparency. I I have found that when I'm very transparent about what our plans are, our vision for the future, that the team really comes together. Those who don't want to play in that sandbox, make that decision and move on. And you know, it's with our blessings, like, you know, hey, we understand that's not for everybody. But those who do have that vision, Like you said, they stay there and they stand and they support in ways that sometimes you didn't even think would occur. And so it's very encouraging as a business owner, I know from my perspective, to have them support you because a lot of times business owners feel like we're a little bit on an island and we're supporting them. So having it reciprocated is a beautiful, positive outcome. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So true. And I mean, you and I both have talked about the value that we found in going through the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses program. But something that I really learned in that program and beyond is allowing myself to be vulnerable. And this situation certainly uh, was representative of that that, you know, my team doesn't need to think that I have all the answers when it is so obvious that no one can. (laughs) And just really being honest about that. So you're absolutely right. Transparency, vulnerability, key. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned that you have a a business partner. What other types of reactions and surprises um, occurred there? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been partners for 10 years now and we have, I would, I would describe our partnership as very successful, very strong. We are very different and that actually has given a lot of, um, you know, we complement each other. So we have this great partnership. I've had numerous colleagues over the years and other entrepreneurs who are um, solopreneurs have come to me and said, you know, gosh, I really am envious that you have a partner, you know, just to run things by and to support you when things get tough. And certainly that's true for us too. I mean, we, we have had our share of disappointments and setbacks. I don't think you can um, you know, it's part of the contract when you sign up as an entrepreneur, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would agree. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I think that, you know, this, while we've had sort of our ups and downs, this pandemic was really the first time we encountered true adversity in the sense that there was a potential threat to the business. And that was something very different. And also as the days went on and on and on, um, and there was still so much uncertainty, it was that level of sustained stress. So what was surprising is that we learned that we deal with stress in completely different ways. So whereas I am become like this total activator, like I get ramped up, I'm like, what can I do? I just want to take action. It makes me feel like I have control. Um, she is the exact opposite. She needs space. She's grounding. She's reflecting. And so there were many times, especially during the beginning, uh, that we just were not seeing eye to eye. We could barely even communicate successfully because I was making her crazy. And then I'm thinking like, <laughs> hey, wake up. Like, this is important. What are, what are we going to do? So we, um, you know, we, we realized that we had to prioritize our partnership and come back to, you know, just solid communication routines, candor, making sure that we were, again, vulnerable and authentic with each other. And when we really weren't seeing eye to eye, we brought in a trusted advisor to kind of help moderate some of the decisions that we were making early on. That's a really wise decision. Um, I, I'm, it always amazes me when there's... <clears throat> A conflict within a team, even with the team leaders, that sometimes people just really try to take it on the nose themselves and figure it out where having that impartial third party, and I have done this before where I've brought somebody in to kind of navigate a, a conflict, that having that third party come in really kind of gets things back into perspective because they're looking without all the emotions that we're having. So I, I commend you for doing that. Absolutely. Um, and it's really funny, <clears throat> as you were describing you and your partner, I'm definitely more like you. I'm like, let's do something. Let's fix this right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, bla I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory. No matter, you know, <laughs> it's like, I've got to do something. <laughs> absolutely. So what would you say is your biggest change that has occurred from um, the storm that we, we've just, well, not come through, are still coming through, but what, what is the biggest change for abundance organizing? I think the biggest change um, is sort of in mindset and also financial. So I'll start with financial. We, um, I mentioned that I was pursuing as almost my full-time job, researching and applying for loans, grants, anything that I could find for capital. And of the eight programs that we applied to, we actually were successful in getting some kind of um, benefit from four of those programs. So PPP nice. was one. 
and um, and then a couple other grants and a disaster loan. So we found ourselves with over $100,000 in capital that had been infused into our business that we've never really um, been you know, high on capital in the past in our business. We've really bootstrapped <laughs> from the very beginning and we just reinvest our profits in the business. So As most business to, owners yeah, do. Yeah, so to have that um, cash positive position for the first time in many, many years, I would say at least five years, um, is is a nice feeling. So between that and just general belt tightening, which quite frankly we we should have done years ago, um, but you know it's nothing like being scared straight, right? <laughs> We're just like, where can we cut? Where can we cut? Um, so we now feel like we have a really solid financial position, which is a great place to be because we are, of course, still in uncertain times, um, and then. Just, uh, you know, just like you did, Denise, when you started this podcast, it's that concept of when in doubt, opt for giving and service. You know, what do you have to offer that you can provide to your community, really shifting our perspective outwards and thinking about what can we do? You know, there's a lot that we couldn't do. You know, we work with people in their homes and a lot of people were not willing to have us come in. A lot of our consultants weren't comfortable going out. So we had to think about where can we have a positive impact? What do our clients need from us right now? Um, what does our community need? So we were sewing masks. We were uh, volunteering at the food bank. We were um, donating some of our organizing products to charitable organizations. And the, it was interesting because, you know, my, my field is organizing. And that's almost all you were hearing people talk about. It's like, I'm organizing this. I'm not, I'm tackling these projects. It's like, I'm stuck at home. What else am I going to do? So we've started just offering our expertise and trying to advise people on their own projects in their own homes. Um, we did open up a virtual service component to our business, but really more that we were just trying to help out our community with conversation. So we started a Facebook group. We um, It's called Home Organizing Support During COVID-19. So it definitely has a, a very specific shelf life, but it's been very robust and our community has been asking questions and posting pictures of their projects. And we've been able to just help out as advisors, which feels really good. It feels good to remain connected. Absolutely. I know you and I had spoken briefly about, you know, the the donation time that we were doing for nonprofits as part of keeping our team busy as well. Um, so I, I, I love to hear that you were also out there in the community. You know, I know that in in and of itself has a positive impact, you know, sometimes not always anticipated. What other kinds of unanticipated positive outcomes have you seen here? Well, uh, when we got the PPP loan, uh, we didn't have our regular client flow, of course. So we had all of these people on payroll and we needed to give them work to do. So we turned our whole team, our entire staff became a marketing committee, <laughs> um, whether or not that was their skill set. And that was intentional because we as a group brainstormed um, all the different ways that each individual could impact big, large, small, it didn't matter. Really. We were just looking for, again, what can you do? What makes you excited right now? What interests you and trying to make it fit and make it work. Um, and we ended up with a very comprehensive list. It was 
really interesting how creative our team became and how invested they were in making an impact and moving the needle in some way. And um, frankly, we've found some creativity and untapped resources that we didn't realize we had within our team. So now that they have a voice, uh, there have been several that have excelled to the point that we have to find a way to continue to allow them to, to represent our brand and have some sort of role in our marketing, which is really interesting outcome, I think. That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. So you have mentioned multiple positive outcomes, you know, a positive cash, you know, infusion, your galvanizing of your team, your team's development. This is, you know, it's encouraging to speak to business owners who are seeing the silver linings. And I know not all business owners are having that, but it is encouraging when we meet someone. And this is why I wanted you on the podcast, because you're you've just got such a positive outlook. It's not surprising that the name of your company is Abundance Organizing. Not at all. I see the connection there and the reason why. Well, it's, I mean, you and I discussed this, like just realizing how resilient we are able to be is powerful. And there is such strength in that knowledge. Now, I feel like there's nothing we can't, handle, knock on wood, but (laughs) just going from, you know, when we, at the top of the call, it's like that panic spiral place to, gosh, this has really turned out okay. And not just okay, we're better now for having gone through that. It's quite remarkable. Absolutely. I agree. Well, Mindy, I really thank you for being with us today, but before we sign off, would you please tell our listeners how they can find you? Absolutely. So again, my business is Abundance Organizing. Our website is AbundanceOrganizing.com. We're really easy to find. We also, again, have a great robust community on Facebook. If you just want to look at our page, Abundance Organizing, or um, the group that we started, Home Organizing Support during COVID-19. And Instagram also is a really great resource if you're just looking for inspiration and photos and getting to know us and getting a little taste of our expertise. Absolutely. Mindy, again, I appreciate you being here. It's such a pleasure to have you and to um, actually have recently met you. I just, I, 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 I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Oh, Denise, thank you for having me. This has been a treat and it's, I just love this, the program that you're doing. It's so valuable. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.